Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. This week on the Top 5, all the way from one of our favorite listeners. Long distance dedication. He says, uh, I have a suggestion for Top 5. Top 5 small things that I have done that have paid off in a big way. Top 5 small things I have done that have paid off in a long way. Now, uh, I'll, I'll read some of, of uh, Michael's um, um, items on his list. Yes. But uh, I want to know, Rodrigo, what is on your list? What is your number five small things that you have done that have paid off in a big way? Uh, so my number five is at number five because I, I'm not sure if it counts. Like if it counts as a small thing. Because it's my number five is starting to work almost exclusively on Google Docs and then online um, instead of having a word processor on my mm-hmm. computer, just starting to do that. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like a small thing because all I'm doing is still sitting down on my computer to write. Um, but I don't know if it is a small thing because I, you know, it's like a big change and I do I use it a lot. Um, even though it, to me, it seems like a very small change, uh, but it's extremely convenient. Um, I have had, uh, while I was writing my book, uh, the tale of Telus rabbit now available on Amazon. <laughs> I love um, it. Every time, every time I had, I had a computer die on me, you know, before I like, as I was in the middle of that and it cost me no problems because the entire manuscript and all of the stories that I was working on and all the different documents that I was using were all online. There's the big um, threat, right? That someday mm-hmm. uh, uh, an EMP is going to just come by and wipe out the whole internet and then we'll lose everything. But until that happens, I have computers, you know, splatter out on me a lot more frequently than, uh, you know, being attacked by the, the aliens from Independence Day. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Uh, Michael says, unsubscribe from email and stop junk mail. Uh, most email I receive is trying to get me to spend money. Very stressful to fight the pressure. Uh, sign up to stop junk mail and opt out from credit card company offers, and it saves uh, time better spent on important tasks. So that's uh, Michael's number five. Matthew, what is your number five? See, this is such a bad topic for me for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, even though I hyper-analyze you know, fiction and the people around me and the bad decisions of my coworkers, I almost never turn my analysis on myself. So when you say small things you have done that make, you know, that have paid off in a big way or made a big difference, I'm like, well, what's a big way? What's a small thing? So I, I spent time just completely agonizing over this. And I think I got it entirely wrong, but here's the deal. When I turned my amazing powers of analysis on myself, I found that my number five was a simple act Go with me. Sicily, 1940. No, wait. Central Kansas, 1989. I'm a teenager. I'm a nerd. I'm going to college for the first time, right? And I'm doing the little uh, walkthrough thing where they're like, hey, come tour your college. And I'm like, hey, okay, this is my college. And at one point, there was this other nerd, and he had really tall hair. And he and I were just kind of like, hey, we're clearly both nerds. Let's just kind of you know, hang out and, and be a nerd unit. And I'm like, okay, fine. That's, that's good. And that's how you and Carl met. <laughs> no, that's how you and I met. Oh, oh. 
Sure. I didn't have tall 1989, hair. my number five is actually befriending a fellow nerd. A small thing. You know, it didn't seem to mean anything. I'm like, okay, it's just some kid. But when I went into my first classes as a communications major, there was Steven. And when I went into, you know, all of the courses that I was doing in the radio TV production, the television direction, all the stuff, there was Steven. By the time I was done, you would go into classes. There was Steven teaching. And probably 20 years after we graduated, and I figured I'd never see him again. I'm sitting in a comic shop in Topeka, Kansas, and there was Steven. And Steven's like, hey, I got this little website thing going on. And 13 years after that, it's literally you know, 100% of his life and about 55% of mine. So I would say that you know, just befriending that nerd in college and going, hey, I'm fat. You've got weird hair. Let's be friends. Has paid off in a really huge way because I think if it weren't for that, I have no idea. I cannot tell you what my life would be if not for the last 15 years of major spoilers. But I imagine people would be calling me Bubba and I'd be fixing trucks for a living. Well, that 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 could be uh, the case still. You never know. Uh, my number five, uh, kind of playing. Did you a hear that? Bit. That was a veiled threat to fire me, everybody. No, I'm just I saying. Don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Never give up on your dreams, Matthew. You could be a truck a truck repairman yet. My dream was to be the third baseman for the Boston Red Sox. And well, uh, wrenching on wrenching Karen on trucks Valentine. is wrenching on trucks is you know pretty close. Anyway, oh, my trucks. number five also is a little bit along the lines of Michael's in that. A lot of times you get these offers, you say, hey, get this free LUT or get this free template or get this free thing or sign up for for this uh, and we'll give you this free whatevers. And one thing that I do is that knowing that I have no interest or desire beyond the free thing that they're giving me to go any further with the company, I always put in a fake name in the your name category, you know, like Ted or Fred or, you know, Jed. Uh, I'll put those things in there. Steven, but with a P. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, don't do that. That's a <laughs> lawyer. No, there's one that, what's the one that I, oh, one of them I did recently is just like, I can't believe they don't see through these because it's all automated, so they really don't care. But I put like podcast as the first name and man as the last name. So anytime these emails come in, it's like, hey, podcast man. Uh, but the thing is, the reason why I put in the fake names is because as soon as I look at that subject line and I see the thing that says, hey, and then I see the fake name, I'm like, oh, that's an instant delete. I don't even ha- I can just blow past that. I don't even have to open up that email and even give it a casual glance. Um, and so it's just really it speeds up. I mean, it, it's probably not a huge savings, uh, but I would say in an average day, it probably saves about 10 minutes of email time. And I get a lot of emails every day. And so when you look at 10 minutes a day, by the end of the week, that's a that's an extra hour that I have saved myself. So just by if you're going to sign up for a stupid thing where people are like, we're going to give you the plan that you need to maximize your time. Uh, well, just put in that fake name so you can get their free template that they're selling you, because then after that, all you have to do is just uh, every time you see that fake name come in, just hit delete. And so that's my number five. Rodrigo, what do you have for number four? My number four um, is something that I, uh, it's a theory that I developed back when I was a bachelor um, and my house was always a gigantic mess. um, And 
then eventually I uh, got a girlfriend and I got married and um, the the house is pretty good. And I, I think because we're both working at it, but we still kind of kept having this problem in that um, if we ever like recline the couch or like open the pantry, uh, 10,000 tote bags would fly out. <laughs> um, and if we were ever going to the grocery store, we could find not a single tote bag. <laughs> um, so eventually I went online and I bought a big, like a big basket and it's like a woven kind of basket, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's not like a wicker basket. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like some sort of knit together, uh, like Matter yarn made. material. Um, so, um, we started putting our tote bags in there. And now um, we always have them when we need them. There's a place to put them. They're not all over the place. And as a bonus, uh, the cat really likes it. (laughs) So uh, it has turned into something that is less valuable than the other stuff we have that the cat can paw at. Nice. Um, Because she's not, I don't think she's going to get through it. but uh, yeah, it just you know, it 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 killed. It even killed a bird with that stone that I didn't even know I was trying to kill. <laughs> nice. Uh, so a tote for your totes, or at yep. least a basket for your totes. Very nice. Tote. Yes. Uh, Michael says, uh, make sure everything has a place for it. Lack of organization can be very stressful and psychologically debilitating. Uh, free up time you would spend trying to find something. So that goes kind of kind of right along with yours there, uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for number four? My number four uh, actually came about relatively recently. Um, when I was younger, when I was in college, I would occasionally have moments where I would just be completely paralyzed by anxiety on, a, on any given decision. These are relatively rare for me. It wasn't something that I did over and over and over. But um, as we sometimes say here on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network, that was in the before times. And uh, 2020, uh, as you may remember, was a year of hell. It was not a good year for anybody. But it was especially a bad year for, actually, it was especially a bad year for a lot of people. It was especially bad year for me because uh, at the point when the pandemic hit and they closed all the schools and everybody in my house was working from home, it was impossible to do my job from home. And I am classified as an essential worker. There are elements of my job that require that someone be physically present in the office uh, for very specific emergency call reasons. And so I got really, really anxious, like all the time. And uh, I went to my doctor in 2020 and I said, doctor, uh, I feel like a root beer that somebody shook up really hard. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. And he's like, I'm going to give you something and I want you to try this for about three months. So my number four is a prescription for Lexapro. Uh, I think it's 10 milligrams, but what it has done done since i've started taking it has really kind of taken the edge off of the existential dread of everything you know it's a situation where yes there's still stressful situations there's still anxiety but it's not 
every morning as I walk out the house, is this the moment that I kill my family? You know, because everybody in my house is either diabetic or asthmatic or immunocompromised or all of the above. And so honestly, I feel like I have not felt this good in a very long time. And everybody in the house is like, yeah, you should keep taking that. This is very good. This is, you know, this has done things for you. Keep taking that. And I'm like, I didn't necessarily feel it at first. And there are some adverse side effects that were problematic at the beginning, but I'm just like, is it doing any good? And everybody in my house was like, yes, yes, yes. Heavy, heavy nodding, loud people. So my number four is my prescription to Lexapro. And I feel like it's one of those things that sometimes it's hard to admit that things might be a problem, that you might need some assistance. And I feel like knowing that you can do, you know, that you can talk to someone, that you can talk to your doctor, that you can have these moments and you can help, I feel like really changed the rest of 2020 and all of 2021 for me so far. You know what? Uh, you know what's funny? I take what's that? a um, I take an antidepressant for my migraines and mm-hmm. a uh, antihistamine for anxiety. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It's just what works, you know. It's I like guess. I have this thing where like I only get like the secondary effects of things. So my mm-hmm. doctors always have. It's like they're playing Battleship. <laughs> You're one of those guys who actually takes Viagra for the heart medication reasons. Yep. Yep. There you go. I know the feeling. Uh, my number four is going to be somewhat controversial to a lot of people, uh, ah. but it saves me a lot of time. I listen to all of my podcasts and all of my audiobooks at one and a half speed. Uh, I have months. taken it up. I have taken it up to one and three quarters speed. Uh, but here's the thing I know. Right. Uh, but I've backed it off. I've backed it off to one and a half speed. Cause, uh, one of the things that obviously the first time that you listen to a podcast or an audio book that's playing at one and a half speed, you're like, I can't understand anything that they're saying. Cause it's going too fast. Some people are just natural, slow speakers. And especially I found with audiobooks, they talk really slow. Like Bob went to the store and Bob found on aisle 23, Six packs of donuts that he did not know that were there before. And it's like, why are you talking so slow? Uh, but the thing is, you train your mind to to still listen to everything and still comprehend everything. And most, you know, I'm on I'm on Apple devices. And so there's not really a pitch shift that happens uh, when I play things at faster speed. So it's not like someone suddenly starts talking like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that. But, you know, after a few days of doing that, and this is years ago, but after a few days of doing that, you really start to understand and comprehend everything that's said. Uh, There are a few instances where I'll be like, wait, wait, what did they say? And I'll have to back it up to get the, you know, like if I'm looking for a quote of something or if I'm looking for data information, then one and a half speed doesn't work for me, especially if I'm writing it down. But for just general listening and when I go on my walks and listen to my audio books, one and a half speed is just like the perfect speed for me to listen to anything. Um, one negative side effect that I have found of the one and a half speed is that when I talk, I tend to talk a lot faster because I'm trying to match the cadence of what I hear everyone else talking in my head 90% of the day. So, That's um, true. 
you do yeah, talk so one and a half speed is is a little thing that saves me a, a lot in the big time. Uh, I am still about two weeks behind on podcasts, even though I'm listening to one and a half speed, which tells you how many podcasts that I subscribe to. So that is my number four on the list of things that I've done that are little things that I have done that have paid off in a big way. Let's bump up to number three, Rodrigo. What do you have for number three? You know, I always drift away when I'm listening to stuff. And I feel like if I did that, if I listened to things on one and a half speed, it would be like missing like three or four stops on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, well, now I gotta, now I gotta get on a different bus to go back to where. Now I, I live in another town. Yep, this is where well, I live. I mean, now. depending on what you're listening to, uh, it can make things a little bit more exciting. Uh, honestly, I think listening to Critical Hit at one and a half speed makes the adventure more exciting than listening to it on normal speed. And it makes us sound like geniuses. Yes, That's exactly. True. Like al- already, uh, already you edit uh, Critical Hit to make make us sound less like dunces. Right. At one and a half speed, we're like downright competent. Yeah, especially when it gets to the. For me, he takes out all of my really good stuff. <laughs> no, I, I well, I mean, if you ever had good stuff, Matthew, I would certainly. Oh, leave it stop oh, it. Boom! No, boom! Was... Rodrigo, what do you have for number three? Uh, my number three is um, my uh, my parents are very frugal. They don't spend money on stuff if they don't have to i mean they have you know entertainment and you know uh um you know they have a nice tv and everything but one thing that they never did was buy dog poop bags uh, for their dogs they always just used bags that came in from the store right you go to the store yeah, you get plastic store. bags you yeah. use those for whatever for whatever right. um and I did that for a, for a while. Um, but, you know, there's always this thing where, like, when you un, you know, when, when you, like, unscrunch a bag, you don't know what state that bag's going to be in. If that bag has a hole in it, then that's, that's it. That's, that's civilization right there, right? <laughs> um, so um, I bought a bulk bunch of like little rolls of dog bags and they came with a dispenser which you can attach to your leash like my dogs have those retractable leashes Mm -hmm. so they have a hard assembly that you can actually hang on to and you can attach the the thing to that and it's just really made things a thousand times easier right the bags are always handy um you can just, you know, check to make sure that you have a roll in there. And pretty much, even if there is a problem with the bag, if you pull the bag out and you accidentally tear it, there's another one right behind it, right? Um, and that, it's it's funny because everybody's like, yeah, that's that's how you do it, man. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's not something that I have even thought about doing until, um, for some reason, we decided to buy a bunch of, oh, because we were... Uh, using those tote bags. That's why. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the that's the callback. We started using Dude. tote bags, and we weren't getting uh, plastic bags from the store, and you so we didn't have anything to pick up dog uh, waste with. <laughs> Our community has, uh, especially on this end of town, and I think all around town, they have like community dog, you know, the waste disposal area. But oh, they yeah. also have bags. They also have bags. 
that are just there on a disposal. So if you need to pick up your stuff, you just grab it, go and pick up your dog poop. And yet, and there are, these things are about a half a mile apart from one another. And yet every day I am dodging dog poop on the sidewalk when I go and do my walk and listen to my podcast at one and a half speed. Maybe you should walk slower. No, you're walking at one and a half speed. No, 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 no. Well, actually, I I need to walk more like two and a half speed. So, all right. uh, Let's see. Michael says, wash smaller loads of laundry daily. Multitask. Do the laundry while cooking dinner or watching TV. It's a huge time saver! Exclamation point. Matthew, what do you have for what do you have for number three? My number three is something that's really only paid off for me. And maybe, you know, a a few people who follow me on social media, but uh, it was seven years ago. I remember the day, November the 24th, 2014. It was Thanksgiving week. And uh, my job, you know, you're locked in a room with grandmas and sometimes you get bored. And I was on social media back in that time when we could be on social media at work. And uh, somebody was like, man, that line from X-Men is so stupid. I mean, how many guys are there who wear yellow spandex? And I said to myself, well, I can think of 10. And so I made a list of 10 guys in yellow spandex and put it on the Twitter. And seven years later, this is now how I survive uh, the hellscape that my job has become is that, you know, pretty much every day at lunch and once a week at major spoilers, major spoilers.com. Check it out tomorrow. Um, or Wednesday or whenever it is. I don't know. You're a future people. You figure it out. I will make a list of 10 things. And honestly, it really helps to have something that I can focus a little bit of brain power on and a little bit of energy into in the 12 to 15 second moments that I have at work between my various and sundry things. So I will be like, Hey, wouldn't it be neat if there were, I don't know, 10 guys wearing skirts? Yeah, we can totally do that. And right now on my phone, I have probably 300 things just sitting in there going, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do this. And the next day I'm going to do this. The next day I'm going to do that. And every day at lunch, I look forward to posting my list of 10 things and going, okay, I have now contributed to the universe. I can veg out with a Stephen King novel all afternoon. You know, it, it makes me feel like I'm doing something creative with my day. And that's why my number three is a list of 10 things Nice on top five, which is actually very meta. So uh, I went back to go and teach at the university. Oh, a couple of years ago now. And in the first month that I was there, uh, they're like, oh, we've got this new initiative at the university. Everybody's going to get a little uh, thing on their desk so that they can turn it into a standing desk. Uh, you can either sit down or you can stand up. Uh, you know, everybody's been asking for these across the campus, so we're giving them to everyone. And I was like, okay, sure, I guess I'll take one. I don't know why or if I would ever need one. And then my back, I really started developing some really bad back problems, probably within the last couple of years. And a lot of it is because I'm sitting at a desk most of the day typing. So I've got the hunched shoulders. I'm leaning forward. I'm putting a lot of strain on my back. And people are like, well, you really should try the standing desk and see if that makes a difference. And sure enough, um, probably within a week of using the standing desk at the university, it totally my back pain totally went away. I felt like I was standing up straighter. Uh, I had less, you know, just issues related to to sitting I felt like I was moving more. 
and I really, really enjoyed it. And then, you know, 2020 came around and it was a horrible time because none of us were, you know, we were sent home and everybody had to work from home. And at the time, uh, because of the way I like to type, I, I do like to have my feet on the floor all the time when I'm when I'm working. And so that means if I'm going to have my arms at a right height, then the the desk that I built out of an old countertop needs to be kind of low. And so, again, I found myself leaning and, and scrunching forward until finally, uh, I don't know, maybe five or six months ago, uh, my back was really getting problematic again. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take some money that I've been saving for something else and I'm going to turn this desk that I made into a standing desk. So I went out and found the most heavy duty, you know, standing desk legs and mechanism that's out there. And I just, I love the standing desk. The standing desk relieves all the back pain for me, which makes me less cranky. It is actually promotes better health. And uh, so standing desk is just something for me that has paid off in a big, big way. And um, I probably stand now. I, I kind of alternate between sitting and standing uh, here at the um, main office. Uh, probably, you know, I'll probably do an hour standing, an hour sitting and just alternate back and forth. But uh, when I'm down at the university, it's just like I have no problem standing all day and it, and it feels really good. So standing desk is my number three. Uh, definitely worth uh, trying out for a lot of people. All right, let us move to our number two. And Rodrigo, what do you have for your number two? My number two is um, also kind of a fix for a problem that we were having around the house in that we have two tall hampers for doing laundry. And um, so we do the laundry, we put it in some place, and then later on, I would uh, go to fold it, and there would be a piece of clothing there that I didn't remember having washed and dried. And I'd be like, is this dirty? My wife would be like, I don't know. And that just, it, like, it just collapses the whole thing, right? It's like, if, if dirty clothes are ending up in the clean hamper and vice versa, then what are we even doing here, right? Um, so I labeled the clean hamper and the dirty hamper. <laughs> and nice. uh, it, like, it works. It's a thing that works. But <laughs> my wife hates it when I label things. <laughs> I think because it, because it looks stupid and ugly. And... I should have realized that or, or should have really stopped to think about it before I drew a, a little dinosaur on the clean one that says clean. And then uh, the, <laughs> the dirty hamper has like the clean one has like slats or like slits, but uh -huh. the dirty one has circles, right? They're like the, it has like circular holes in it. Uh, so I drew some eyes like a very like strained looking person was like shouting and then do a little like word balloon. Um, and uh, yeah, she didn't like that. Um, <laughs> but the system worked. If we, uh, you know, when we get uh, the next paycheck or something, maybe we can just invest in like nicer hampers that are different looking from each other. Maybe a real label maker. You know, I, I don't, I don't think she's going to like that either. I think, you know, labeling something in Sharpie looks cheap, but a label maker is like a different kind of 
Um, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's like it's it's like how you label like your schoolwork and stuff. You know, and I, I like I, I I think I have this feeling that my wife wants to have nice things, mm-hmm. um, and she like wants to 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 like the place where she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I'm all can. for. I mean, she lives with me, so that's already an obstacle. Um, but but I'm all for it. I just kind of have to like put the, have the presence of mind ahead of time to not uh, to or or maybe run my solutions by her, my genius solutions before implementing them. There you go. Because um, you know she's a graphic <laughs> yeah. designer, so she knows what looks good. Oh yeah, yeah. she yeah she's not going to be happy with anything you do. All right, Michael says his number, what are we up to, two? His number two is stop eating fast food. Spend an hour on Sunday planning your meals for the week, and you'll be amazed at how much money you save and how much better the quality of your meals will be. Can you say health benefits? So, Matthew, what do you have for your number two? I cannot say health benefits, but I can say my number two. And my number two, uh, as with apparently all of my entries on this week's list, really overthought it. So here's the deal. Not so long ago, I was a manager at a call center, and I was very proud of being a manager at a call center and trying to be humane and decent and kind to the poor people who worked for me. We had an average lifespan, for lack of a better word, of an employee of about 90 days. So after about five years in this situation, I felt like I kind of had my stuff together and I could try and make things better for everybody. And um, we got a new operations manager, which is the level above me. And one of my coworkers said, yeah, I used to work for him. He puts everybody on a final written warning so he can force you to do what he wants. And so one day I came in and Brian had for me a final written warning. And I said to myself, I'm not going to sign this. And I left and I went home and I, 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 took stock of the situation and a few interactions that I'd had in the week before. And I called back to work and I made a meeting with the site manager and I walked in to the site manager. I got a haircut. I put on a tie. No one had ever seen me in a tie. I walked into a meeting with the site manager and I said to her, look, your schmuck says to me, you need to be on a final written warning so I can make you do what I want. And for seven years, I have tried to be a humane force in this place and not force people to do what I want, but in fact, you know, try and teach them how to do things better. And as I was trying to write this thing last night, explaining why I wasn't going to sign Brian's final written warning, it kept turning into a resignation letter. So here's my resignation letter. Bye. My number two is refusing to sign a piece of paper that I knew was crap and giving up a job that was a relatively decent job. I mean, I've had worse jobs, I guess I should say, but basically giving up this job that I'd been in for seven years because it was clear that it was no longer going to be good for me. My stress level went down literally immediately. My blood pressure went down. My general demeanor was a nicer place. And you know, by the time that they tried to sue me, claiming they didn't have to pay me unemployment benefits because technically I quit rather than their schmuck of a manager forcing me out, 
I already had a new job, a better job, the one I have now that I enjoy most of the time. But, you know, it's one of those situations where sometimes you just make a small decision and that decision is I'm Doug and you're dad and I'm out of here. Uh, my number two, not uh, not quite as drastic. Uh, I have been doing this thing uh, for a couple of years now. This was way before Marie Kondo came along. Uh, but something that I call five things. I take stock of what is around me. And every day I find five things that I can just get rid of. Something that I haven't used in a couple of years. Something that is just taking up space. Something that maybe should have been thrown away uh, a while ago, but I just haven't done it. And what I found is it, it does end up simplifying a lot of things. Uh, unfortunately, 2020 came along and I kind of laxed up on that, as probably many people did. But I'm starting to get back into that habit of just find five things that I don't need anymore, that I don't want anymore, that are just taking up space and either donate them, sell them or throw them in the trash. And it is it is actually opening up a lot of space. You'd be surprised if you're looking at five things every day that you're getting rid of. At the end of the month, that's 150 things that you have gotten rid of. You know, take that times 12. Uh, you know, that's like 1,500 things that you get rid of over the course of a year. And you're going to have a lot of space uh, freed up because of that. It is. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of years ago, Marie Kondo came out with her. Does this give me joy thing, which is kind of like the five things. But um, hers is just as you're doing your everyday thing. Look at something and say, do you bring me joy? No. Uh, or yes. Uh, me, it's just like, I don't need this anymore time to get rid of it. And I know it, it causes some issues in the house because, you know, the kids will be like, are you really wanting to get rid of that? Or my wife will say, are you sure you want to get rid of that? And it's like, yep, I have zero attachment to this thing. Uh, I haven't seen it in years, so it might as well be gone. And so it's gone. And that has, it has been a huge, um, number one, it also makes me reconsider things that I'm about to buy. Is this something that I really need? Uh, is it going to be something that I'm going to just throw away in five years and and number two it's it's just literally a great way to start cleaning up uh, all the clutter in your life so my number two five things we are now to the top of our list and rodrigo i'm very curious to see what is your number one thing that you've done that has paid off in a big way uh, the number one thing small thing that i've done that has paid off in a big way is probably the one with the biggest ratio of small action to large impact. Um, and that is that I started to take um, a magnesium supplement in the morning. Um, and that has actually uh, decreased uh, the, I guess, the duration of my migraines. Not necessarily the intensity, but it used to be um, that very often I would have a migraine and then basically it would recede to a, just a very bad headache for a while. And then it would like pick up again. Right. Um, after I started taking magnesium, basically that part in the middle generally goes away. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at a migraine and then later on another migraine, but the stuff in between doesn't. <laughs> doesn't cause me as many problems, um, which probably seems like it's not that good of a deal, but uh, you try it. You know, I, I mean, it's, 
uh, feeling bad all day is not conducive to work, is not conducive to creativity, is not conducive to uh, having a good relationship with the people in your life. Um, so the fact that basically magnesium supplements have given me uh, like anywhere from five to 12 hours in uh, probably from five to 20 hours in the given like 24 hour uh, block um, back, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep, nice. totally. Totally. Good. Uh, Michael says uh, his number one thing is to laugh. Laughter heals the soul. Seek out things that make you laugh and include them in your routine. Uh, it's always good to laugh, laugh every day. I think I at least laugh a couple of times a day. Um, Matthew, what do you have for your number one? I'm constantly laughing. I mean, it's just like, ha, you suck. But my number one, take us back to the year 1982. All right. So I'm a nerd kid, but I'm not that kind of nerd kid. And I'm not the kind of nerd kid that I grew up to be a nerd adult of. I was like a dinosaur nerd and a car nerd. And I was the, you know, the guy who took things way too seriously, you know, the kid in the, in the, you know, turtleneck sweater and the uh, blazer, I was, I was, you know, that kid. And I didn't necessarily like or dislike it. That's just the person you are. You know, you go through life. But my older sister was selling magazine subscriptions. And one of the magazine subscriptions she had was a comic book based on a cartoon that I really enjoyed. It was the comic book of G.I. Joe. So I signed up for 12 issues of G.I. Joe, and I did not get it. I got 12 issues of Indiana Jones instead, because instead of G.I.J., she put I-G-O, I-J-O, whatever it is. It's fine. I'm not at all bitter about it 35 years later, but that comic that I read was like, hey, this, is, this isn't G.I. Joe, but this is pretty good. Maybe I should look at more of those. And so I did, and I found out that they sold them at the, the drugstore, and they sold them at the Quickie Mart, and there was a guy downtown who had a little store, and they had a bunch of strip comics in the back that you could buy three for a dollar. And now, 40 years later, I, I literally just now finished unpacking my comic books from when we moved in 2019. But it's also brought me a great deal of joy. It's brought me, you know, Pretty much everything related to major spoilers, because again, as we mentioned in our number five, it was that shared nerdliness that Stephen and I, you know, essentially bonded on 30 years ago and have been coasting on ever since. And, you know, just letting the embers of friendship slowly, slowly wink out as we terribly razz each other into the ground. And, you know, it's, it's not at all horrifying and, and terrifying. But here's the thing. If I had not bought that fateful subscription, my number one. I would never have been here to entertain you right now tonight. All right, there you go. Uh, my number one this week is one that I've been doing for a long, long time. And it's something that when I started going to college, I realized that this is something I need to do because I was taking at one point um, 18 credit hours in a single semester. Uh, and I know at one point I tried to do 21 and they said, like, no, you can't do that. Uh, but uh, normal, normal schedule is 12 hours. Uh, so anything over that starts to get yeah. a little crazy. And I figured out that, ah, suicide. man, That's crazy. I need to create a schedule so I know exactly where I need to be, what I need to do, and, you know, what's going on. And I would just every day 
start writing down a list of here are the things that I need to do that I need to accomplish. And I would even put in the times that things needed to be done or I would put it in the order that things would need to be done. So as soon as I completed one task, I could just scratch it off my list and go on to the next item. And I just knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing at any given time. And I've been doing that, you know, for years now. And it's it's very helpful for me just creating a quick schedule uh, for the last couple of years. I've heard people talking about doing uh, journals and how journaling really helps you be more, even more productive. And so in the beginning of the year, I, w- I started reading all about how to do a bunch of journaling. And I even bought a, a journal to create stuff. And about a couple of months in, I'm just like, this is really no, and, and maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I'm like, this is no different than the schedule that I, that I normally make. So about a month ago, I was just like, eh, journaling, I don't think is doing anything different for me, except for the time that it's taking me to draw out all the little grids and squares and things that they want you to draw out. So I've just gone back to my old list and it does great. And it gives me, you know, space to write things down. So that process of actually writing on the paper uh, solidifies information in my head on things that need to go on. I've got extra space so that I can just jot to the side little notes. And at the end of the day, I can... You know, I can look at all the additional notes that I've written and decide whether that is something that needs to be acted upon or, you know, thrown away or whatever. And so having a schedule, just a real quick schedule of here are the things that I need to do today in the order that I need to do them keeps me on task, keeps me from uh, sitting there going, oh, now I know I'm supposed to be doing something. I've forgotten something uh, and getting yelled at or leaving my kids at school by accident or something like that. And it really makes me feel like I am productive and know what I'm doing, even though I'm, you know, got a million balls in the air at one time, a good schedule helps me make sure that they're all in the air at the same time. So that is my number one, the schedule. And there we go. There are top five things that I've done that have paid off in a big way. Thank you, Michael, for uh, suggesting that uh, to us. Here's a suggestion for you, dear listener. If you haven't been over to our Patreon page, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and sign up today. You can sign up for a monthly plan. You can do as little as $2 a month and you can go as high as 15000 a month if that's what you'd like. You know, by the way, at the $15,000 a month mark, we will fly to your house and record a show in your house. We will take you out to dinner. We will treat you like the king or queen that you should be. At the $15,000 a month level. But maybe you don't. Maybe $5 is probably more your your speed. You can access to a bunch of other stuff over at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And if you act right now, there's not a whole lot of time. There's literally less than a week left by the time you're listening to this. Or maybe it's already passed if you're not caught up to every single episode of Top 5. Really, why are you not caught up to every single episode of Top 5? But during the month of April, if you sign up for our annual membership, you will only pay for 10 months but you will get 12 months total. So you're going to get two months free is what I'm saying. That's the savings that you're going to get. It's only happening in April 2021. So point your browser at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Help us out. Help yourself out. Get a bunch of access to other things, including our super secret discord channel where you can come in and hang out with uh, major spoilers people and other really cool spoilerites from around the world. You can even access the top five channel where you can go in and you can see what other people are sharing on their top five list of things that they've done, small things that they have done that have paid off in a big way. And you can share yours and everyone's going to read them. And maybe we will read yours in a future episode. Why? Because everybody loves a list. Take care. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.